Hey everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Battle of the Atom. This is your weekly X-Men podcast where we talk about Ryan Choi from A to Z. I'm Zach. And I'm Adam. That's not how our intro goes. We, I, I, I made a joke and then I screwed up our order. Hi, Adam. Hello. <laughs> Who's Ryan Choi? I don't know what Ryan is. Choi is the good Adam. A-T-O-M. He's, he's a shrinking man. He's a oh, shrinking man. Oh, uh, from From the Detective Comics comics. You know about those, right? They're the other type of comic books. There's only two. You know... I did get the chance to see uh, Birds of Prey over the weekend, and it was so good. But I don't know anything about Detective Comics comics, uh, other than that the C stands for comics and that they, they say it again, which seems a little strange to me. It's a wild choice. Uh, but we're not going to talk about the book Detective Comics from Detective Comics comics. Uh, we're instead going to talk about uh, some stories that... Uh, our good friend over on Patreon, Jerry Crimmins, uh, said, hey, guys, I'd like you to talk about this. And the one that he wanted us to talk about is the Uncanny X-Men and the New Teen Titans. Uh, but here's the problem, Adam. Yeah. Now, I will say I have read the first two trades of the Brian Michael Bendis uh, Superman epoch recently. Hmm. Okay. So I feel like I'm pretty much an expert on these detectives comics. No, 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 no. especially oh. not because we're going back to the eighties to start with. And then the nineties, like we could use some backup today. We could use some like super sons, maybe. Hey, uh, like... a great idea. Are they available? Yeah, I think, Hey, Hey Dan, Jake, are you guys, you guys available? Hello, old chums. Uh, let, me... <laughs> <laughs> let me check my calendar. <laughs> awesome. This is great. It's us. That's right. That's right, folks. We've got uh, brothers, Dan and Jake McMahon, uh, who are going to be here from their podcast, The Super Sons, uh, to, to talk about it. Uh, how are you guys doing? Good. Um, we crossed over to the multiverse. Um, this time, uh, we're not going to get in trouble. Did you break the source wall? Um, um we're maybe we're having some problems with that over in our universe. We went to Arkham, we broke out. It's a whole mess. There was a musical number, but um we're here. Okay. It's a lot of ice cream uh, too. And just for people who don't know and are going to have to recognize you by voice, which one is which? I can tell, but I want to make sure people know which one you are, Dan. Hi, I'm Dan. From the Super and which, Sons. And which one you are, Jake? I am Jake from the Super Sons. All right. That's great. Now, hey, guys, what is the Super Sons? For, for again, I know. Uh, but for people who might not. Like Adam. Like Adam, this dum-dum over here. Just the one who made our cover photo. I was going to say, yeah. it's not like I illustrated their uh, <laughs> podcast art or anything. But yeah. uh, please, tell us what Super Sons is. Well, Jake, do you want to do the pitch? We make the... Well, I was going to. All right, go ahead. But, uh, Do it. Yeah. So uh, the whole thing, our whole thing is, we want to make DC Comics more accessible. So we just try to go in with like a good entry level book for certain characters. Okay. Yeah, we're just well, trying to make the comics a little bit more accessible because, um, as you know, there is a lot. Oh man. Yeah. 
DC is kind of impenetrable in that way, isn't it? That is that is our mission. <laughs> to penetrate. Oh my. Oh. Okay. Well, we are, we, I don't know what you guys do on your podcast. This is a family friendly show. Uh so we're I gonna mean, continue we are on, family. I guess. Uh, we're not friendly. We're we're gonna talk about two great tastes that possibly taste great together. Uh, this is a little bit of our universe and a little bit of yours. This is the Uncanny X-Men in the New Teen Titans. This is from 1982, written by our dad himself, Chris Claremont, uh, with pencils by Walt Simonson, inks by Terry Austin, letters by Tom Orzakowski and Glennis Wynn on those colors. Hey, did you know that uh, Louise Jones Simonson and Len Wynn uh, edited this one too? Wow. Yeah, this is uh, this is a Marvel comic book. This, this creatively now, I know, I know. At this point, Len was over over at the Detective Comics, but this is a Marvel comic, right? Um, it even says on the cover, distributed by Marvel Entertainment Group. It has a Marvel House ad on the inside cover, and the only DC ad is on the back, and it's kind of like some clip art thrown together. Uh, Though, we should give it credit. There is some really, really smart uh, intertwining of these two teams. Yeah, I I had... Before we talk about the actual story, um, this book just kind of assumes everyone lives in the same universe. Yeah. It's just you like, like yeah, that? I, I loved it. Being it's like, yeah, the Teen Titans are over there. They just ignore, like... Everyone exists in the same universe, but like Spider-Man's not allowed to talk about Batman. That's just how it works. They all have well, yeah, NDAs. Because Spider-Man doesn't live in Gotham. Why would he? Why he can't he talk about that? it. Yeah. If yeah, there I mean, was the some sort reason... of final crisis, he wouldn't want to deal with that. He has his own problems to worry about. His aunt's sick. He has to lift a heavy thing and get her medicine. Exactly. Now, for those of us who don't know, where do the Teen Titans generally live? Uh, this iteration is in New York. Oh. Oh. Really? There's a New York in the yeah. DC universe? I had no idea. Yeah, just one of those I thought it was all like about. Blood Town and like Gore. Blood Haven, thank you very much. <laughs> it's where Nightwing lives. Everything's wow. gory and dark in the DC universe, right? It's right next door to Gotham, and you're like, okay, but what if Gotham was worse? Yeah, that concept's always boggled my mind. Jake can speak to that more, but it's just like you can't make a worse Gotham and still expect me to believe that Gotham is the worst, right? <laughs> yeah, there's there's two cities that are supposed to be worse than Gotham. Yeah, but it got blown up. So and uh, well, one of them got blown up. The other one, uh, the hero abandoned it because he was like, "Yeah, it's it's this is too much." <laughs> was was that was that Detroit when the uh, Justice League was there, or which city are we talking about here? <laughs> uh, no, Hub <laughs> City. Uh, the end of, of O'Neill and Dennis O'Neill and uh, Dennis Cowan's uh, question run. He just kind of leaves. Oh. Okay. That's it's a good Reasonable. thing for a hero to do. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. But, Should we probably introduce the the lineups here because we have uh, these are two of the most, if not the most popular comic teams of this era. Oh, easily of this era. So on on the home team, uh, which is what we're going to call it because this is an X Men podcast. Dang it, we have uh, you know the X Men. Mm-hmm. You got Nightcrawler and Colossus and Storm and Wolverine and Cyclops and Kitty Pride uh, and Professor X and then guys, uh, hey Jake, who do we who do we got from those those newest of Teen Titans? Uh, well, we got uh, 
Robin. We got Beast Boy, who's our uh, green furry guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he's in a very, very famous cartoon. Yes, very famous. Uh, we have Starfire, uh, Donna Troy, also known as Wonder Girl. Uh, we have Kid Flash, Cyborg, and did I ever say Starfire? Yes, you did. Kid Flash, Kid Flash. Is he the mass murderer one? Yes. <sighs> yes. <laughs> well, now he's got a really cool chair and uh, super superpowers. I don't know. He's not in oh, Manhattan not- now. <laughs> Yeah, you're talking yeah. about how 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 Kid Flash uh, got Doctor Manhattan powers by sitting in the movie chair from yeah. New Gods. Oh, you think yeah. Jack Kirby did? <laughs> I'm so yeah. tired all the time. That's the same chair that's in this book. See, see the problem yes, was it it's the book. It's the chair from New Gods. It's what yeah. Metron sits in. You know, also uh, the chair that uh, Kitty and uh, Garfield uh, sit in. Yeah, they sit. They sit something fierce. Adam, I've been reading New Gods. It's actually good. Oh, I don't. I, I don't know if that's a hot take. No, uh, Jack, Jack Kirby. Kirby's New Gods is pretty good. Jack Kirby, good. <laughs> Shocking. I, I've heard good things. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so speaking of speaking of Metron in his very good chair, uh, he hangs out with uh, this guy, and I'm not sure who he is. He's like Blue the Thing, right? He's no, Thanos, essentially. He's Thanos. He's, they're hanging out with Thanos, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys told me I'm not allowed to say bad words. <laughs> is, is, it pronounced, is it pronounced dark side or dark seed? Dark side is. Yeah. Got it. Adam, Adam, I'm starting to feel like I might know more about Detective Comics than you. Just from I told osmosis. you. I don't know anything. That's why we brought the Super Sons on. <laughs> dark side's very famous, though. Oh, guys, I know, but I've guys. never known how to pronounce it. He has laser eyes. It's his. I forget what his laser eyes are called. It's something. Ome- it's something dope. Omega, Omega beams. beams? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah, he's uh, very scary because he is the opposite of everything good. Like his heart is just a black hole, and that's why he's like the scariest villain. Just because he literally just doesn't care about anything except power. Would you would you call him the dark side of all things good? Uh, I, you know, I would go so far as to say that. Ah oh, man, friggin' love Jack Kirby. Man, man did not like subtext, and I can appreciate that. His his drawings are just. I could talk about those for out. Like, oh, he just something eternal about all of them. Well, speaking of drawings, we should also like probably mention the format of this book. Um, it's a little bit wider from a, than a contemporary comic book. And Simonson is doing a lot, as we flip through it, a lot of full-page spreads and double-page spreads that go full bleed uh, to the edges of the page. And it really is a beautiful prestige format. Yeah, I love there's one page where the Phoenix's fire is like wrapping around the whole page and it kind of bleeds into Starfire's hair, which is like a very, very cool um, visual. Yeah. Uh, speaking of speaking of people who like Jack Kirby, Walt Simonson likes Jack Kirby and does like drawing Jack Kirby stuff in this comic. And considering the X-Men might be one of Jack Kirby's worst works in the Silver Age... It's nice to see that spirit live on here, especially in a team up with, you know, those those Teen Titans. 
as they fight Darkseid. Because did we mention that Darkseid uh, resurrects the Phoenix in this one? The Dark yeah. Phoenix. The Darkseid Dark Phoenix team up. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the Phoenix is coming because Darkseid is. <laughs> but it's not really Gene, right? So uh, we begin with uh, some some X-Men having some Gene nightmares, uh, going to visit Gene's parents, uh, and then eventually teaming up with uh, the Teen Titans, who are sort of getting into this in a weird way, right? Deathstroke, uh, not to be confused with Deadpool, um, is helping Darkseid with his little, like, ogre monster thingies. Are you talking about the Hunger Dogs? And they're, or they're, the Parademons. Oh, no, these are Parademons. Parademons, thank mm-hmm. you. And they're they're trying to soak up all the residual uh, Phoenix energy, including where Scott and Jean uh, consummated their love on top of a <laughs> butt. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's an interesting plot. Here's what I'll say from a plot standpoint. I think Chris Claremont really knows how to hit those emotional beats for the X-Men. I think Chris Claremont is definitely writing the Teen Titans. He's like, and they're here too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I uh, there was supposed to be a follow-up to this. Yeah, with uh, Marv Wolfman and George Perez, right? Our yeah. dads. Yeah. Yeah, our dads. And th- now, why did that get canceled, though? There was there was uh, some arguments uh, about another crossover, was... right? JLA Avengers? Yes. Yeah, there was some problems with the, between the companies. Ah, that's so. That's a shame. I would have loved to have seen a sequel to this because this is beautiful. I love yeah, this. I really loved this. Uh, yeah, I think, this was a lot of fun. So, am I? Am I allowed to say the H O R N Y word? Horny? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. So go for it. Say horny. I think we're pro horny. Chris Claremont writes a really good Beast Boy because they're both so horny. Uh, Chris Claremont could write some horny teens. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. Like, this feels normal. I really like what Claremont does with the emotional resonance of this story. Like, I believe that the X-Men care about what's happening here. I believe the Teen Titans are like, Darkseid's bad. We do need to beat him up. Uh, I also like the concept that Starfire is uh, mortified by the concept of the Phoenix and that we get a little Shi'ar stuff wrapped into here. So uh, the overlapping of the universe and the stories, it's fun. It it makes sense for the context of this particular one shot. She, um, when she is fighting the Phoenix, she says she's uh, trying to avenge the Dabari, which I don't think anyone else did in your universe. Uh, one Dabari guy did try once, uh, yeah. Didn't end. Didn't great. go well. We always forget about the planet. Um, yeah. To I, be fair, to be fair, hold on. Immediately afterwards, uh, the people who were in charge of the Dapari Star did put Jean on trial for genocide. That's the next story beat. Hold on, wait. No, we held her accountable for that one. They she, murdered her. She does die. Yeah, she gets it fixed. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just it felt like. It felt like these characters really existed in the same universe, and I was like, "Wait, this just works!" Like, I I just believe it. You, but you know what shouldn't work? Cyborg swinging through the city like Spider Man. Yeah, I thought that was a little strange. That. He's got to be very heavy. I didn't know yeah. if that was like a Teen Titans thing that he always did, and it's like, whatever, that's fine. You you go do you, Vic. He, I I um I'm not a I never was a huge Cyborg fan. Um, I am now. After the Teen Titans go to the movies movie because, um, and I quote, he refers to himself as 
Mr. Meatball Disaster. And <laughs> that that hit me hit me where I live, I'll be honest. <laughs> you know, um I did while we're talking about Teen Titans Go, I, I've had this out on, on the coffee table. Um and my daughter was like, Oh, cool, it's Teen Titans. And then I showed this to her and she was like, Wait, who are these people? Because, <laughs> you know, her her knowledge of Teen Titans all comes from the cartoon. Um but it it is interesting catching this version of the characters, which at the time was like, you know, such a cultural phenomenon. Um, but was, to see Starfire running around kissing Robin and kissing Colossus, I think was, it took, my daughter was like, wait, why is she doing that? <laughs> it's a different version of the character, you know? They, these were our, Jake, you would go so far to say as these are our X-Men, right? Like, at the same oh, time, they were really big. Yeah, this was DC's answer to Claremont's X-Men. There, it's one of like the most iconic runs of our of our universe um i don't i don't think it was as long as claremont's reign but well it wasn't 17 years that's yeah. a, that's a spell yeah. but Mar- what is well, yeah. Mar- marv still uh, writes good books though mm-hmm. yeah claremont does isn't allowed out of his uh his little corner hey hey we let we let claremont do do his stuff it's called a retainer buy it <laughs> It's, this is this is the Chris Claremont retirement fund. It's and awesome. Marvel, Marvel brings him out and says, "Chris, I know we were bad about creators' rights for a while, uh, so here's your pension. We will trot you out to like write a book every year or so. Would you like to put eight pages onto God Loves Man Kills, uh, and we'll just sell that for eight dollars?" I can't believe that's happening. Me either. I'm so excited. Oh. I am so excited. You guys know about that, right? God Loves Man Kills, the yeah. seminal uh, graphic novel, and they're going to re-release yeah. it in two issues with like with an extra eight pages of new stuff. Yeah, just just what everyone wanted. I did not. Uh, know everybody that. needed that Snyder cut. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have avoided that so well with our show. We haven't had anyone hop into our DMs about it, in our comments, and I don't think I'll feel successful until we get some. Well, you should be happy because those people are dumb and bad. And guys, I'm taking a hard stance here. I know we have a lot of listeners, and some of you may like the Zack Snyder cinematic experience. It's bad. And what are you talking about? Yeah, just go see Birds of Prey, which is a lot of, of fun. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I'm I'm the problem here. I'm well, the problem. Yeah, I, the I, movies I, are I a lot. Jake hasn't when, seen when it you, either. That's okay, man. When you have time, it's fun. Anyway. I, I watched Shazam. I thought it was kind of neat. There you go. There you I go. thought it had some issues with tone, but generally it was a nice movie. I just wish that it was something I could like show my kid yeah. without there being traumatic scenes. Yeah, it was mm. stuck between two worlds. Which kind of like this comic book, which I like a whole bunch. And <laughs> I would be willing to say, I don't know if we're ready to rank this thing, but it oh, we are. might do pretty well on this list. Well, you say list here. <laughs> yeah, what's, guys, what's the list? Guys, this is, this is going to be our space here because we've read a lot of X-Men comics. I know you guys have read some X-Men comics, uh, but I'm going to assume you have not read... Uh, at least 330 X-Men arcs. Is th- is that a fair statement? Oh, 100%. If it doesn't have Adam X the Extreme, I haven't read it. <laughs> well, Adam X the Extreme is on here several times. You helped with that. I know. It's good, and I love I love that boy. Uh, but no, like I said, we have 330 stories on this list. The top story is the Dark Phoenix Saga. Number 50 is Storm and Eliana Magic. 
Uh, 100 is Generation X, 18 and 19, for the sake of the children. 150 is Uncanny X-Men, Madripoor Knights. You know, that's the one where uh, Wolverine and Black Widow and Captain America team up and fight Nazis. Great pose good. on that cover, yeah. In 3D? In 3D, like they've been doing? or regular? I have it in 3D. I have it in 2D I only 2D have it in the 3D. 2D. I do. I I do have a copy of that that book that was reprinted into like a ESPN the magazine sized magazine <laughs> that you can fold out and it's also a board game. What? Wait, Adam, what? I'm bring. Oh, I'm bringing this to C two E two. This is content. Is it playable? This is content now. I I'll find out. <laughs> Everything's I'll playable. Bring, I'll bring that to Claremont. I'll go to Claremont's booth at c <laughs> I'll give him $10 and say, Chris, please sign these, please sign this board game instructions that has your good comic book in it. Jim in Lee's going to be there, too. I can get the twofer. He's not He's not in a booth, though. You're not going to be able to James get is gonna, James, James, James Liebert, Stan's son, James, uh, he is going to be signing one of the days. I may have to bring him that comic. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, this so, is me trying to decide if I want to spend if I want to spend an hour and a half in line for a goof. Eh, it seems like your brand. Oh my gosh, I would do it only if I could get James on the record. Oh, anyway, let's continue. Good here. luck. Oh man, James, James. Uh, anyway, two hundred is Colossus God's Country. It's from MCP. Two fifty is X Men Deadly Genesis. That's bad. Uh, 300 is Captain Marvel 2 and 3. That's the story about Adam X, the Extreme's uh, secret origin. Also bad. Get out of here. Then, d- d- the Captain Marvel stuff's bad. Oh, you yeah. You were there. Oh, it's so bad. When he yanks his hair. Sorry, off track. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> 330's the Draco. Uh, here's my question, Adam. Yes. Is this better than Madripoor Knights? Yes. Un... un- uh, deniably, I mean, the Simonson art alone on this is just destroying it. Uh, I think this is uh, just a really amazing cultural artifact. The story leaves a little bit to be desired, but at the same time, it it really does work. Um, and I, I think we started by saying this. This is less a crossover than it is just a really solid X-Men story that happens to have the Teen Titans in it. And I think it works really solidly. I think it does too. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out here. Yeah. I think that this is better than the first three issues of the Claremont Lee X Men Volume Two at Mutant Genesis at 46 on this list. I would agree. I think that uh, you know just the art team and the writing team uh, definitely have it. So let's work our way up. I think this is. Do you think this is better than uh, the second arc of Joss Whedon's Astonishing, Dangerous? I do. Here's here's my ceiling. Let me throw my ceiling. Yeah, let, at let's you. see how high you want to go. My ceiling is number forty. Marvel's number two by Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross. Yeah, That's pretty good, Adam. Yeah, Adam, I think Adam. You know they're you know Alex, you know Kurt Busiek's doing uh, a Marvel's series where they're just saying, "Hey, Kurt, please do please do Astro City, but for us now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, congratulations to Jay Editon, who's going to be co-writing with uh, Kurt Busiek on a Cyclops one shot too, right? Uh, oh yeah, with, friend within... of the show, Jay. You guys, you guys have heard about this by now. <laughs> if you listen to this show, you probably know. Pretty rad. All right. 
um, then that's a great place for it. That would make it our new 41, put it right ahead of X Club 1 to 4. I think this is better than X Club 1 to 4. I agree. That I do, I do dearly love. Yeah. All right. Uh, good place for great it. Great job. Uh, so, guys, have you enjoyed talking about good comics? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This has been a fun 25 minutes. So now let's talk about the Amalgam Universe. Oh, boy. Hey, hey, Jake, uh, Jake, Jake, quick question for you. Uh, what's the Amalgam Universe? It's when they decided to take the universe that had DC and Marvel in it, and then they decided to smush all the characters together. Yeah, so you get characters like the one who's in this comic here. Uh, this is called Legends of the Dark Claw. Who thought uh, this was a good idea? Who, who needs to answer for this? I think uh, I think Larry Hama and Taro Rich, Witch of the Black Rose uh, created Jim Ballant. Uh, they need to answer for this one. But, like, uh, who editorially was like, you know what would be a great idea? Let's not uh, it have It was Denny the... O'Neill. Oh, it boy. was Denny O'Neill and Bob Harris. We have, we have credits. <laughs> I, shocking. I, I, I was shocking. Nice. Shocking no one. Bob Harris was responsible for a bad editorial decision. I was okay when I saw... Uh, Denny O'Neill, and then it then it turned bad. Yep. Well, here's the thing. So Larry Hama, Larry Hama, uh, does GI Joe. He's great. Everyone loves him. He does Wolverine, and brother, he's trying his hardest. Like it's not always good, but Hama just has no break. It's uh, wild. So it's always wild. So he's a good fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry Hama, which I guess our DC friends might know as the creator of Orca the Whale Woman. Uh, the best Batman yes. villain yes. to appear in the Lego movie, Batman. Batman the Lego movie. A Lego movie starring Batman. Love that movie. Wait, a Lego movie? Hold on. A Lego movie where Voldemort appears and the, and like, the what's his name who played Voldemort is in the movie, actually, but they don't, he doesn't do his voice. Isn't oh, Sauron true. in it too? Yes. Yeah, uh, Sauron, yeah. Wicked Witch uh, from... Uh, Wizard King, of Oz. Batman it's, fights King Kong in that one. Yep. Yeah, it's great. It's pretty great. You know, it's not great uh, when you combine Wolverine and Batman and try and make him into a new character. It just looks bad. It's a lot. Yeah, uh, it's, it's very nice. I'm still His confused. claws are like batarangs. Yeah. Why were they curved? I don't know. That would just make it more painful going back in. Yeah, well, he's fueled by pain. It's the pain of, I assume, his dead parents. Uh, yeah, it feels his, a lot. Uh, his uh, parents that were standing on a very cold and brisk day. The day <laughs> that they're... joke's not going to make sense if they haven't watched your Twitter, but I, I hear you. <laughs> Guys, Jim Ballant, Jim Ballant's known for some capital H horny art. Nips. And and he expresses that in this, this comic here. Uh, by drawing a picture, a portrait of Logan Wayne, that's Dark Claw, Logan Wayne's mother. I'm going to assume Martha Logan Wayne. Makes Why sense. Did you say that name. <laughs> I knew it was coming. You guys want, people want more of that. Why did you, you say that name? That was good. I know it's easy to, I know it's easy to dunk on Snyder Bros, but also, look, Zack Snyder didn't make it hard on himself. I I like Batman vs Superman, but that's another that's another story. Okay, I mean, look, we we're all flawed beings on this cursed earth. What is it? Uh, if a story mattered, uh, if a story mattered to you, then it mattered. 
Yeah, I'm not saying it didn't matter. Things can matter. I'm just saying it's bad objectively, Dan. No, right. No, I'm just quoting um, the great Zachary Jenkins. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure. I'm sure I said that. I've, I've said things suck too. Like, I think there's a difference between quality and something quote unquote mattering. And I really do hope that if it brought you joy, Listen, that you embrace that joy. That's fine. I'm just going to warn you. You want to move on from this before they hear. Before they hear. Yeah. Uh, well, luckily, luckily. Uh, they are also in this comic because we got we got uh, Sparrow, Adam, Adam. Do you like Sparrow? Um. All right. So <laughs> Sparrow. <laughs> Sparrow is clever. It's Jubilee crossed with Robin, and that's funny because when Jubilee premiered in some of the art, she was colored in the same outfit uh, color scheme as Robin. So yeah, she looked like Robin. She was Wolverine's Robin. Exactly. It was a great gag. Great gag. I get it. I like it. You know what I don't like is that Lara, Larry Hama has this character calling the Captain Marvel, uh, Huntress here, a slut for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't get this comic book at all. Um, so Sparrow leaves a lot to be desired. It's certainly not as bad as whatever this uh, real... I, I can't wrap my brain around the Joker Sabretooth. Like, I'm looking at it... You talk about the hyena? I'm looking at it right now. I am. I'm looking right at it. Oh, because hyenas laugh. There we go. We've got it, folks. <laughs> oh, we just... are now operating on the level of Denny O'Neill. <laughs> Guys, wow. it's so hideous. Like, it's really it's, hard to look at. It's a, I, it's a real bad design. It's guys, so bad. Uh, the, the hyena has Sabretooth's t- saber build, uh, also known as the build of Joker at the end of the videos game Batman Arkham Asylum. Uh, but also, he has Joker's face, and then uh, he has Sabretooth's uh, weird back hair, except for it's green like the Joker's hair. Yeah, like, why don't you just, like, go full colors with, like, the Joker colors on the whole body if you're going to do it? Yeah, he should, he should, like, have purple skin. Yeah. That would be cool. It's ugly. It's just so ugly. It's it's one of the worst designs I've ever seen. You know, my favorite part of the whole comic was when I got to the end and I saw, like, the preview for the next issue. And I was sitting on the train on my way to work. It was raining outside and it was raining inside my body. Because I was like, oh no, they've cursed me to read a full arc of this. And then um, Jake was like, oh yeah, and and that fake tease to make it seem like it was real. And my Yeah, it's a goof. Yeah, my heart went back into my body. Granted, there is a follow-up story. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I just dropped better. it in the chat if you haven't seen it. It's called Dark Claw Adventures. And it looks great because it's a Batman yeah. Adventures comic. Yeah, I really wish that's as, that's what we covered. It's it's Bruce Tim, it's it's a Bruce or, Tim. Uh, yeah. Generation X. X. There's a lot of X Men uh, amalgam stuff. Uh yeah, we're gonna talk about more of them, but we can all agree Legend of the Dark Claw is bad, and everyone who thinks amalgam was good needs to check themselves. Yeah, it's yeah. something else. So uh, the story, I, I, do we didn't even cool. tell what happens in this book. Something happened. No. Well, Bill Clinton no. almost gets assassinated. <laughs> laughing gas yeah bill clinton is in this comic don't worry don't worry don't wait hold on hold on hold on hold on adam don't worry he did not inhale (laughs) (laughs) timely references (laughs) Uh, 
<laughs> gets assassinated with stuff that uh, the hyena gets from a printing company. What? Larry, Larry, what are you doing here, bud? Isn't right, he writing he a Wolverine comic? Hi- Right, the hyena broke into a newspaper to get their typeset so that he could retypeset the headline to read how he was going to kill Bill Clinton? Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> it's a bad plan. I, oh, yeah, man. I, I just want to go on about the thing I mentioned before we started recording. Um, why Why does Darkwell have just a bunch of the same costume in his normal guy closet and not in his lair? Because he has, he has a lair. Or the fact that he's an artist. Why is Wolverine Batman an artist? He's an abstract artist who incorporates his three claws into every piece, which looks... All the pieces look exactly the same. It's bad. Oh it's my bad, God. actually. He's channeling the There's rage so of much. his dead parents uh, into, so into his claw art. Yeah. Uh, and oh my gosh, guys. Legends of the Dark Claws horrible. Yeah, it didn't. It it aged like milk left out in the sun. I oof. the whole <laughs> after thing like five, after it hit the shelves. That, yeah, it should have come with an expiration date. It is quite terrible. It's reminding me a lot of that time that we read the Witchblade Wolverine crossover, <laughs> which is at fourth from the bottom, three twenty eight. Uh, I think this is better than Witchblade Wolverine. Yeah, I don't know how much better it is, though. I mean, this is some really bad comics that, like, just seem... This should be fun, right? Like, we should be having a good time with this, and it's really not a good time. Here's what I'll ask, Adam, because it's thematically relevant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is this better than worse... Better or worse than... What if Wolverine was Lord of the Vampires during Inferno? I... Oh, boy. That's the sequel, by the way, guys, to What If Wolverine Was Lord of the Vampires, which is the comic that begs the question, what if Wolverine was Lord of the Vampires, though? <laughs> uh, here's what I will say. Uh, as as much as Jim Balance art is uh, really not my cup of tea, it's still better than that What If issue. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, this isn't better than Eve of Destruction at 319, though. And Eve of Destruction is not a story I enjoy. It's, I don't even think it's better than Prisoner of Love at uh, two down from that, or three down from uh, that. Okay, what's New Mutants 56? Is that, that's not Bird Boy, is it? I think it's Bird Brain, yeah. Why, one, why did I not label that? Uh, uh, right? Yeah, it's Bird Brain. Bird Brain. Oh, this is better than Bird Brain. Yeah. Okay. So it's our that's, new 323? Do I have It is. Yeah? It is three twenty three. Did you did you have a question about bird brain there? Were you about to drop a bird brain no, question? I, I was gonna say, I've read that art and that still feels generous. <laughs> <laughs> that has some good art. I'm gonna yeah, give it the art. That. Yeah, it's a lot of squawking, but uh, <laughs> we'll give this the slight edge. All right, Super Sons, we're really going to need your help on this next one, though, because we have another amalgam book, and uh, it's it's got quite the cast. Hold on. You might need their help. This is an amalgam <laughs> book that might smash up the one DC thing I've read a lot of, or at least I've read all the important stuff of. Okay. Oh, from Grant Savior of the Mor- uh, Savior of the X-Men Morrison? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've read Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol. It's pretty good. It's... Uh, you- 
Adam, Adam, you know in Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol that there's a painting and it ate Paris? It, wait, the painting ate a city? Yeah, the painting ate Paris. Okay. You know, you you know, uh, you know, in Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol, uh, and Jake, Jake, Dan, maybe you can help help Adam out on this one. Uh, hey, why, why, what, what's with the Pentagon? Why, why does it have five sides? Uh, I have no idea. I can't. Well, obviously, because five's the number of evil. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, so, nice. uh, you got? Do you guys know about Flex Mantalo? Yes. Yes. Uh, the Man of Muscle Mystery. Yeah, and that that was it was in Doom Patrol, and then he had a separate miniseries too. He did, and that miniseries does make me cry every time I think about it because it's so beautiful and uh, succinctly brings up everything I love about superhero comics and hope. Uh, but more relevant to this, while he's in Doom Patrol, uh, Flex Mentalo flexes so hard that he turns the Pentagon into a circle. <laughs> the building, the tracks. Pentagon, or the concept yes. of the Pentagon. Yeah, no, the building. Y'all need to read Doom Patrol. It rules. I think right. the... Uh, Add it to my list. The, it has it has some 80s understanding of mental health with a certain character yeah. that's not great, but, like, there's some stuff that hasn't aged well, but you can tell Grant's trying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the television show does everything right. Um, the television show is fantastic. And at one point, Flex Montalo, um he, the way he flexes his arms, everyone on Danny the Street has an orgasm. Oh, do you know about Danny the Street, Adam? I'm sorry, there's a character that's actually a street? Yeah, his name's Danny. Well, its name's Danny. Yeah, it's it a... kind of doesn't conform to mm-hmm. gender norms. I kind of like Which it. is good. That's a great idea. Well, well, well Adam, you might, you might have, there's one character you're going to understand. Uh, Tempest. Uh, he's in Mutant. Oh. Yep. Does... Yeah. Okay. Grant one of, like, two did... mutants in the DC comics. Yeah, Grant was just getting ready. <laughs> This was this was pre pre X Men. Oh yeah, yeah. This was. 80s. Uh, we're talking about Doom Patrol uh, a lot because the comic, the third comic we're talking about today is X Patrol. This is an amalgam comic written by Carl Kiesel and Barbara Kiesel, uh, with pencils by Roger Swipes Cruz. Uh, it's a uh, Bob Harris also edits this one. <laughs> Good old Bob. Yeah, Roger Cruz we've encountered before as being kind of like doing his best Jim Lee. Here he's definitely channeling more of a J. Scott Campbell look. Uh, He's he's, he's doing a Joe Mad here. I don't know if it's as Joe Mad as it is J. Scott Campbell. Like, he's definitely been reading a lot of Gen 13 uh, going into this issue. But, yeah, I could see the Joe Mad a little bit, too. Um, This is basically just... A bunch of characters introducing themselves. Yes. Yeah, that's that's the whole issue. Pretty much, uh, and then they fight. Uh, Doctor Doomsday. Doctor Doomsday. Doctor Doomsday. Uh, it's it's Doctor Doom and Doomsday combined, guys, which is very good. It's basically, just it's Doomsday not... cosplaying as Doctor Doom. I'll give him credit for that one. He just threw a cape on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm Doom now. <laughs> it's not. Good. It's not the best name getting smished together in this book but it's pretty close uh because we've got our team and let's let's go around the circle and talk about the ones that really stood out to you uh i'd say the the first one that stands out to me is shatter starfire who's Shatterstar and starfire which kind of actually works it works so well because they texted jake they're like relatively very tall people um they're both from alien planets they're both warriors 
Um, they both have boyfriends that everyone loves. It's just, uh, it's a perfect combo. And Starfire isn't a, the son of, isn't the child of their clone. Yeah, that, that isn't, well. That's more complicated than you could ever imagine. Also extremely (laughs) hard. It's also not more complicated than Donna Troy, though. So maybe y'all need to slow your roll before you start. That's fair. That's fair. Poor Donna. Ah. So, Jake, uh, which character stood out to you of this team? Uh, Beastling. Because he's pretending like he's Beast, but inside he's just as perverted as Beast Boy. That's very. That's very good. (laughs) It's the only Beast I've ever liked. Oh, not a beast fan. Interesting. Not a beast. F- I, and I don't say that because that's another group I don't want to come to blows with. I just never just got into beast. That's fair. But who did you get into in this comic, Dan? Um, you know the one that caught me like a speedball from left field and hit me in the head was Husk, who is Dial H for Hero and Husk. That that was like who the who took the the um the guides to DC and Marvel and just flipped two pages and went that's it <laughs> yeah she's got the H dial yeah it's, uh, it's very clever yeah she tur- she turns into uh she turns into Polaris uh and Wonder Girl and Mary Marvel Girl who are all good yeah yeah Mary Marvel Girl is such a cool look yeah. um yeah it's Mary Marvel and Marvel Girl it's exactly what you want it to be. Well, I guess I get stuck with the uh, the uh, not ex- exciting characters here, uh, who include our POV character, uh, Elastigirl, who is a combination, I think, of Wasp, Domino, and Elastowoman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a Colossus uh, Pharaoh combination of Pharaoh Man. Uh, he's a combination of Robot Man and Colossus. He's specifically not one of the Metal Man. They make that clear in this comic because there's Magneto in the Metal Men. Yep. Which, look, I love the way Magneto looked at that. Cable crossed with the Chief, who is Niles Calder, and that is Niles Cable. That one also caught me off guard. Like, why? What, the, Professor Xavier and Niles are the same character. Okay, yes, but Professor Xavier has to be combined with Dr. Fate and Dr. Strange to become Dr. Strange Fate. Oh, yeah. That's a great <laughs> name, too. That one's also good. They're, they're so funny, and like some of them are like super interesting to look at. Like, Wasn't Iron Man combined with Green, Green Lantern? Yeah. That's sure. A, that's a cool yeah. one. But it's all just... There's a lot. Who? Why? Why did you do this? <laughs> There's also another one that's a, a different cable. <laughs> Is it um, who's the other? Who's the strife? Yeah, the twin clone. I mean, excuse me. Yeah, uh, and we talk about what happens in this comic, but nothing happens in this comic actually. No, they introduce each other to each other, and then they have a brief fist fight with Doctor Doomsday, and there we go. There's your letters page. Um, a quick question about this story, though. Yeah, what's up? Um, they all they all work out of a giant X right next to Central Park that was quote unquote built during the World's Fair. What the sure. f was oh <laughs> There we go. Now I have to use my bleep button. Wait, can you actually bleep me? Yes, I can bleep people. Yes. 
All right. It just takes, it takes effort. <laughs> Sorry. It takes time on my part to edit out bleeps. Because right. I have to like, okay, where's the cuss? Replace with a chirp. And then it goes, <laughs> what the chirp? <laughs> I am I am also for the gag going to replace that chirp with me saying chirp. <laughs> Good. Like, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be the right chirp noises. Anyway, um, so yes, the World's Fair. It doesn't make sense. And it was an Iron Man too. Like, it just seems like a reoccurring theme of the World's Fair. It just leaves really interesting stuff. Yeah, one being in Canada, there was a floating island McDonald's during the World's Fair. Just a, <laughs> just a side fact that I know a lot about. Oh man. I mean. Look, There's if a lot Kokoa of doesn't bears. work out, the mutants can move to this McDonald's. <laughs> Gotta get that Mickey D's. <laughs> that McDonald's money. I'd be lying if I'd said I did not have a uh, sausage egg McMuffin and a hash brown and a large black coffee this morning. No shame, Zach. No shame. It was called the McBarge. That's also very good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is a uh, uh, an equivalent to this giant X in X lore, which is probably ship. Um, but I don't really see how that lines up here. Also the teen Titans Titan tower. It's that, that's what they're doing. Yeah. That is also another thing I've never understood. No one is like, you know what? I think I know where the teen Titans secret layer is. <laughs> it's also on an Island. Uh, let's, let's write this comic and, and, and our, uh, and our, uh, Sadness. Adam, is this better or worse than Onslaught? Um better? That's at three ten. I'm gonna say better. What do you uh, think? No? I think it's I mean I think we're in the right area. Is this better or worse than because it's this is harmless and kind of nice, but mostly harmless. I don't think it's better than the first uh arc of X Factor. How's that? At three oh seven or three oh nine. I'm getting my it's numbers screwed up. Yeah, it's probably better than the first arc of uh, X-Man. Yeah. Uh, the Man Who Fell to Earth. Definitely. I think we found this our home. New, this can be our new 309. It's X-Patrol. I've not read the other X-Patrol comic. There's two of them. Is it also uh, based on Batman the Animated Series? No, this one's based on... No, it's just like... I think Brother Blood's in it, but I don't know who Brother Blood's combined with. Uh, he's a brute. Uh, y'all, you know about Brother Blood, right, Adam? I don't know anything about Brother Blood. Uh, bro- Brother Blood's a vampire. Oh, cool. Yeah, he bathes in blood, too. Hmm. So he's amalgamed with Morbius? No, no he a has brood. a brood... Qu- this Brother Blood has a brood queen inside of him. Oh. What? Okay. And looks like... <laughs> and looks like... Uh, he, he looks like... Uh, Sin- or not Sinister, Strife. Yeah, Brother Blood's just the name of... Oh, no, this is Brother Brood. Excuse me. Oh. Okay, that's very it. good, though. He's got We're little going brood with a heads. Pun. And he looks like Strife, uh, mixed with Brother Blood, mixed with the blue Brood. So, I'm sorry. If it's Brother Blood and the Brood... Brother Blood is a vampire from Detective be, Comics Comics. Shouldn't it be Brother Brood? Adam, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let that one sit there in silence and let you think about it, while our audience, our 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 dear listening audience, does have to live with that dead air that you have put out. <laughs> Listen, I I will never live down my mispronunciation of that, so I just wanted to incorporate it back into our fun little uh, thing before we wrapped up. People don't well, forget. In this, 
this was a fun little thing. Uh, I think first and foremost, uh, I want to thank uh, Dan and Jake. Hey, guys. It was really fun. Thanks for having Thanks us. For having us. Uh, if people like your specific, uh, you know, universe. Distinguished uh, but, competition. Yeah, the distinguished composition uh, <laughs> in, in all five generations of it. Uh, where can they find you? You can find us at on Twitter at DC Supersons, on the Instagram at Supersons Pod. You can find me at Dan the McMahon. And Jake, they can find you on Twitter finally. Yeah, Jake, uh, Jake likes otters. I like otters okay. too. Again, I think I said this off air. They're fine. Yeah, Zach doesn't <laughs> like otters. I think they're fine. I, I don't have a strong affinity towards otters. Uh, they they are at the they are at the museum that my son likes to go to. So we see otters sometimes. They're neat, I guess. They run the museum, or do they do they live there? There's an otter exhibit there. <laughs> they, run the, okay. they know how to use tools. They can run a museum. There's an otter exhibit there, but there's also a meerkat exhibit, and there's a sloth, and I like both of those better. <laughs> there's just a just a full museum in Ohio being run with otters. Yeah, look, that's what we got. <laughs> I would go to that museum. <laughs> we also have COSI. We have some good museums. Not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That one's bad. Don't go to that. Uh, anyway, things that aren't bad. Things that aren't bad are our Patreon supporters like Jerry Crimmins. Jerry went over to Patreon. He threw money our way and he, he got this episode as a present. So thank you, Jerry. Uh, if you want to be like Jerry, you can go over to Patreon.com. Uh, go to the Battle of the Atom uh, site and then be like, hey, guys, hey, guys, hey, guys, hey, guys, hey, guys, here's some money. Go. And then we will handcraft an episode around you. We also have a bunch of... Uh, you're putting pictures in the chat, and I'm just going straight <laughs> forward through this. I'm barreling <laughs> on through these announcements. Don't even try and throw me off here. Uh, if you want to be like Jake, again, Patreon at the $2 a month level, we'll do an episode about you. At the $5 a month level, we'll do an episode about you. And then you will also get early access to the show whenever I get done editing this. Uh, and then you get to vote on other stories that we could do for an episode uh, to fill in the gaps in other things. In fact, uh, all these amalgam ones came from that suggestion. So thank you, Patreon guys and gals and non-binary pals and kind of everyone in between uh, on this weird spectrum we call gender here, which is a construct. Uh, if you're on higher than $5 a month level, thank you. You know what you get. It's better. It's good. You get you get on this show more, and we can talk about stuff more. Uh, Adam, you're at Arthur Stacy still? I'm still at Arthur Stacy, and uh, I, I'm getting really excited because next week we're having our uh, three-hour X-Men Fantastic Four roundtable debate. Um, so make sure you tune into that. We're not actually <laughs> Adam. We're not Adam I'm doing that. Do that, and I've already yelled at you so much. You're not allowed to talk How about the Fantastic Four. How many times do I need to teach you this lesson, old man? Also, because this is coming out after X Men. Dan and Jake, close your ears if you don't want a spoiler for this issue that you haven't read yet. Uh, anyway, since this is coming out after that, we all hate Xavier at this point, I'm sure, because he's keeping Mystique from her wife. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, uh, my wife. I'm good. I've already made images. <laughs> my wife. Spam on Twitter. My wife. Uh, That's the only reason I want to get married, honestly. Xavier was, was married to uh, Mystique. Just uh, with the competition. Yeah, no, uh, this is this is about Destiny, her real wife. Uh, it's it's going to be very good. Uh, actually, the comic's great. And if y'all didn't read that, go read X-Men number six, uh, where where uh, Raven just yells about how she wants her wife back. And Aww. I get it. I like Harrison it's, Ford. 
it's very good actually guys uh so we all hate xavier again which is great i'm glad we're not on his side uh, my, xavier's in the name of my website xavierfiles.com and i think he's a piece of garbage uh so you know we can all get behind that one also xavierfiles.com is the website it's got great articles probably a great one that i have to edit after i get off of this about x-men number six and then some other comics including actually if you want a good nuanced take on pretty much everything I'm super proud of the article that Stephanie Burt and Andrea Ayers did about Fantastic Four X-Men number one. Uh, so go check that out if you want to get to kind of the core of everything that mm. people have been uh, going on about for the last little bit. Uh, beyond that, Twitter, at Xavier Files, don't follow me. I, it's, a, it's a horrible <laughs> curse that I can't get out of. It's a mess. It's bad, guys. I, I was telling one of my writers today, the only reason I'm on Twitter is because I like it and I'm cursed. And also I want to promote this stuff, which is great. Uh, next week. Cable. Next week we're going to talk about Cable. Not, He's, not Teen Cable. Well, wait, no, a little bit of Teen Cable. We got... May- we, don't, we don't have... We don't have the Teen Cable, but we have a, a Teen, teen cable. cable. But mostly adult Cable. got a good mix of cable from all all eras adult cable like cinemax or oh i knew that was going to come back to bite me. <laughs> yeah yeah let's uh let's talk about bikini car wash number six uh, next time. Uh, and then we'll get back because uh, this has been battle of the atom and we hope you survived the experience